welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. Now you said it wasn't going to be heavy. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Hey Taco Bro, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. Um, this is going to be um, a little, maybe not our normal tone, um, but I definitely wanted to make sure that we discuss a few things. Um, today is Sunday. Um, by the time you hear this, it'll be Thursday, but it's been seven days. Um, seven days ago, last Sunday, um, Kobe Bryant and about eight other people were involved in a helicopter crash out in California. And one of those persons that were on that flight with him was his daughter. Uh, Her name is Gianna. And she was 13, 13, 11, something like that. Black Mamba and Mambazita. Oh. Yeah. And so it's funny because everybody has kind of like jumped in on the topic, but I mean, don't leave us out. So um, from a female point of view and also a male point of view, what's up, man? It's good. We're just going to have small conversation, small talk. This was not the topic for today, um, but it just kind of happened that um, the guests that I invited couldn't make it. They were out of town, Um, so we'll catch them on the next go-round. So, me, Taco, and May are going to talk about a few things and just kind of see where the mood goes from here. Um, And we also want to enlighten and as far as like mental health too cuz last week was really heavy was it yeah i mean it was i might have said the whole rest- atmosphere was like different i might have said rest in peace four times last week mm-hmm. i'm still mm-hmm. saying it today like even today somebody oh, yeah. somebody else out passed to me. away yeah and passed out passed away so um so I I just want to say this. Now I wasn't I don't know stats. May might know more stats stats than me. I wasn't mm-hmm. like some dramatic Kobe Bryant fan. I wasn't. He wasn't my time. He, I'm more a Michael Jordan type time. So I was a Kobe right, hater because right. I was a Celtics fan. <laughs> yeah. I was a Kobe hater. It's only right. It's only right. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was a Jordan. I grew yeah. up in the Jordan era, so I wasn't a fan. And like, he's a couple of years older than me, so I just didn't like. I was like, oh, Kobe Bryant. Okay, cool. But I, I feel like he made more of an impact after retirement. And maybe, maybe that's just me looking at things from a different point of view. But the way he was so in, involved in his daughter's um, with her basketball and just his w- women's rights and you know as far as like sports and all that stuff, I just felt like it was very impactful um, afterwards. And, and maybe I could be wrong, maybe because he has seemingly ha- has like. Bitch, he was Kobe motherfucking Bryant. <laughs> he was Kobe Bryant. I did, I feel like he was more happy after he retired. Definitely, he probably was. He okay, happy. well maybe that's that. Maybe that's he probably got to live his life more. Well, I think when he played basketball, he kind of gave it all he got. You yeah. got to think he came in the NBA at eighteen. Yeah, left mm-hmm. at thirty eight. Mm-hmm. So he had more time in the NBA than a regular person. Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I, I I watched the interview last week and he said when he was talking about why he flies or uses a helicopter or whatever he was just saying it was so hard mm-hmm. to do what he had to do and go pick the kids up not being sitting in traffic and things like that and he wanted to do it because his wife was like no 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 well i'll do it he was like no I want to sit in the car ride a lot yeah. you mm-hmm. know and you don't get that a lot of times when 
I guess when you Kobe Bryant or you're in the NBA, you don't get the opportunity right. to sit in the car ride line. Right. So Girl, I mean, and let me tell you, let me tell you, that car ride line is no hole. I hate that bitch. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but when you don't get the opportunity to be able to do so, then it becomes like a thing. You you want to do it. So and there's so many. I think now I couldn't watch the tribute from the other night. I didn't watch it either. I didn't watch it. I can't watch it. I'm not going to be able to watch it. I I already had a clean meltdown last Sunday. But I I had my little meltdown. And then, because you, first of all, we, this is on Sundays, I do homework Mm -hmm. and I clean up. We're in a group chat together, me and you. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) did I? Oprah was the first person to announce it. I said, oh, fuck no. (laughs) She throws in the group chat. So is Kobe Bryant dead? I was like, wait a minute. I'm trying to write my paper. Do you know it took me from the time you text in a group chat until almost one o'clock in the morning to finish doing my homework? You threw a monkey wrench in my whole day. I'm sorry. Because I could have went I could have went the rest of Sunday without knowing that. Me too. <laughs> me too, girl. When I first saw it, I saw it on I had to, you know what? I signed out of fucking Facebook this week. Um, I'm a, I'm off of Facebook I'm, for the rest of the month. I deactivated it. I can't do it. I signed out of it because the first thing I woke up and saw was, "Damn, Kobe!" And I'm like, "Kobe, fucking who?" You know, now this just to lighten the mood a little bit. It's so many memes and stuff going on. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the funniest one. I People gonna get mad at me. <laughs> I've seen quite a few funny ones, but um, one of them is like a picture of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Kobe. And you thought shit was sweet up here, huh? <laughs> First of all, the fact that niggas have time to even think about shit. Black like folks laugh at anything. But that's, like, that's what we do. That's we our we laugh. Listen, that is a coping mechanism. That's how we <laughs> we laugh through the we try to laugh through the pain. Because sometimes it could be unbearable. It is. Okay, so I seen another one that says nobody, and then it says random somebody or something. Damn, Kobe! Like, <laughs> and, but it's, it's and I mean, damn, like, that's how it was all week. Every couple of scrolls, it's I'm like, just like, fuck, damn, Kobe. He, yeah, he can't be there. It feels like a bad dream. It does. It, it seriously does. does. And you know, I was talking to a friend, and he bothered me so much because he was just like on this whole. Conspiracy theory and Jesus <laughs> he was on this whole. All right, Uma. <laughs> he was on this yeah, whole. Uma, con- <laughs> Jesus, listen. When you said when Main said what he said about Uma the other day, Uma. I seen somebody say this like he outside couldn't invite the house when they hear that bullshit. Shut up! Oh God, he was never my favorite. It was something unfortunate that happened. It was. So, the the guy I was talking to, he was just like, oh, his family should want to know. I said, first of all, when the fuck do you black people mind your fucking business? Nobody. I said, we have gotten to a point where we don't even allow people to grieve. We don't. This lady just lost her husband and, and her, her child. child. And her child. And before the week out, y'all throwing out all the... Please, just... Why we why why as black people we don't have boundaries? Since I mean you and media, I'm a media. How you feel about 
um, TMZ breaking the news before she found out. Oh, yeah, out. that was insensitive. If that, I if feel that's like that true. Was, I mean, I'm just assuming it I is. mean, it was true because that's the only media outlet I saw it on when it first yeah. happened. Yeah, when it first happened. I was scrolling through all of the internet. See, you know, like, like, like mine, yeah. I always... When somebody say something happened, I go to CNN first. CNN, I said if CNN don't say it, it's not true. Or the Associated Press. Well, people would like go to ESPN, but what I was trying to tell people is the NBA are not going to be thirsty to, to to be the first ones to post. Absolutely yeah, not. They want to make sure, and then they want to put tributes out as well before they right. start doing it as yeah. they did. So it's funny because when somebody said check ESPN, I was like, duh, they're not going to break that news first. They don't want to know that. They don't want to believe that's true either. Right. You know, I, I, I was even looking for Fox. But they whack asses. Oh, I don't look. Girl, that I was kind of crazy. It was like how Rick Fox is on the plane, like the first. Who, where did that all come from? How, Rick Fox, how did you get in this? How did you get thrown in this? I was, like, I, I was a little selfish. I was like, man, I wonder why he can't tweet. It's not me, but that'd be selfish. Like, it's yeah. me, it's Coke, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it was kind of, it was just sad. It was, it was um, very sad and very unexpected. Because you still feel like it's not real. It, yeah. I, I don't feel like it's real. Somebody like that, you don't think they're going to die that way. You look at them invincible. Yeah. But I was just thinking, like, I got a daughter, so I'm, I'll be thinking more so, like, what that last moment was like. Right. You know you it's over. You her. But you got to, like, yep. what do you do? Like, but you got to wear a strong face. I did yeah, read, I mean, though, in a news done. outlet that um, when they did find the bodies, they found him coddling her. Like, he was still, yeah. she was still in his like, arms. I, I got to find that news site. Yeah, I mean. A lot of news sites said it. But they had said I that. See, I, I stopped looking for it, honestly. I just was like, damn, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is yeah. crazy. It's I Kobe Bryant. It like, I mean, Kobe Bryant is gone. They were trying to blame the pilot a lot the next day. And I thought that was selfish, too, because you don't know. Exactly. Oh, you don't know what that man went like, through. That's crazy. Like, you got people threatening that man's family. At, as being people say he's a good position. guy. He's a good, he's a yeah. cool pilot. Yeah. Being in that position, you don't think he was trying to save these people in his goddamn self? Like, what the fuck? Like, I just, that's why I said, you know, we don't have boundaries. We don't know how to just be like, let these people grieve. Like, let's not create this narrative where we're causing like such an uproar. And social media to me sometimes can be the fucking devil because it's just, it's just, you see one thing and it'll spiral into eight different things. I I was so happy to log out of Facebook. Oh, I did. I deactivated every fucking thing. Well, I couldn't deactivate it because I have to still be able to post for the Girl, podcast. I don't. You're gonna post for me. You're, <laughs> you're gonna not, you're not promote, you're gonna uh, po- you're gonna post the spirit for me. The prom either. Yeah, I I post. See, I can post on Instagram and it go to Facebook. Gotcha. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, see, it ain't that much. It ain't that much heat on Instagram. See, I like Instagram. It's basic. I don't have to read no statuses. If I want to see statuses, I go to Twitter. But let me tell you, Twitter is a whole nother beast, and Girl, I love it. I love they be Twitter. waiting for me on Facebook. <laughs> it, it don't get no. I, I can't know, say shit. I know. I follow you. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, the let's talk about the impact of death. Hold on. Let's talk about the funniest meme I found that was the only thing to make me laugh. Okay. I saw a meme of a basketball player, like, making a face. Like, oh, my God, really? And the meme said, when you see, when a, when people in heaven see Kobe Bryant yeah. before oh they see goodness. Magic Johnson. <laughs> 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 I, I, I wasn't going to say it, but that was, that was the funniest one. Yes, that was the funniest fucking one. It was that guy in the red, red Yes, he was just like, yeah. what? Bitch, that's crazy. He is gonna outlive us all, girl. He got my money to us all. The fuck? He, he paying for the cure. I mean, I don't get it. No, let me tell you one more, one more, one more. There was a mural, um, somewhere, and it was supposed to be of Kobe Bryant. Like no, no, it didn't even look. 
Uh, it didn't look like nobody, to be honest. Um, it's supposed to be him and his daughter. And the caption said, this must be a sipping paint, because I know damn uh, well. This ain't <laughs> I think some local people try to post, because they do stuff, and I was like, this ain't it. I don't want to say anything. Yes! Like, stop it. Oh, God. Just stop, y'all. We all miss Kobe. Rest in peace, Rest Black in Mama. Peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Gianna. Rest in peace for the, all the other ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Sometimes the best tribute is just being quiet. And, being yeah. and I don't want it to be forgotten. I made the statement to somebody else that it's a shame that every single other person besides Gianna that died in that crash is going to be known as the people that died in the crash with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. But that's a given, though. Like, yeah. Not change I mean, that. yeah. So just... Send one up for all people yeah, involved. Yeah, definitely praying for um, all families that were affected by this tragedy. But that same day, um, that same day, a friend of mine that I went to school mm-hmm. with um, committed suicide. And then later on in the week, another guy. Another young man committed um, suicide. It's been going on in Augusta. And so that brings up the topic of mental health um, and the impact of death. Because we don't ever know how we're going to be affected by someone's death. Um, death is heavy. Death is so heavy. It's heavy to the like point where... I feel like black folks are more, are, are more involved in the funeral process. I mean, we, yeah. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Why? But it gotta be, like, you got to be a part of the process of hoping to keep them alive. You know, not having right. to do that. It was weird. I mean, I'm not, I, don't, I don't blame people when that happened. Like, people be quick to blame any friends they had saying, y'all yeah, wasn't checking. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't know for sure that's why. Exactly. But yeah. I did see a few posts where he asked a question mm-hmm. and it was just okay. I'm not dissing them, but yeah. I, to me, I thought, okay, I'm going to ask, is everything okay? It should have been a right. follow-up. Yeah, you know, It, sh- it should have been a okay. physical follow-up, though. Yeah, we don't physically follow that. up behind people yeah. that just say that. Like, sometimes it takes stuff like this. It shouldn't, but it shouldn't. it's sad because you have to live with that now. Anytime somebody asks you or mm-hmm. you know, give you them vibes, mm-hmm. hopefully you're able to pick up on it. But I don't want to blame nobody, but I did see that. I seen a few posts and I thought that it was kind of... Um, just odd, like for me, that it wasn't no follow up question. It wasn't. Yeah. So later during that week, I sent out a text and I was like, you know, check on your people. Oh yeah. Uh, or not even just check on your people, but check on a black man this mm-hmm. week. And I'm gonna tell you, I have a brother. I have three brothers, but I text my brother first mm-hmm. before I text everybody else. And um, I just wanted to reach out to him and let him know. Where, you know, I'm here, you know, I don't think people understand their stamp on life or their stamp in other people's lives. Like, I don't want to be put in a position where I got to miss you because you're not here. Exactly. You know, and I need to, you know, we always say give people their flowers while they're still here. Mm -hmm. So having Mm -hmm. to... Like, I don't want to do a tribute. You know, if you're sick, you know, great. I mean, not great, but I mean, that we can't prevent that. Yeah, that's understandable. But don't, I don't know. It's just things get so heavy and, and burdens. People, you don't, you never know the burdens that people carry. So it's hard to, it's, it's easy to say, hey, we need you. But how do you really show people? that during their mental distress that you're there for them because you do it for a week or so and then my bad I, I didn't have my phone Bitch, it's not your good <laughs> uh, I, we I, talk I, about something right now you know, you know um latasha lewis you know the, yes. the, yeah, yeah, yeah so we just did something a little while ago and uh she had mentioned that uh you have to, like as a person you should um be able to display what support is from people you yeah know? Mm-hmm. so even though 
uh, somebody not asking you this, that, and third, sometimes you have to voice that to your people. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like, even, like, let's say, let me use you more, like, you got your podcast. Um, let's say your brother, for instance. You want him to share it, or do you, do you not care? Like, you have to kind of express that to him yeah. before you get upset and be like, damn, you always sharing this stuff, but you don't share my stuff. But I'm saying that to say, like, it could have been a situation where he made it felt like he wasn't getting the support that he was wanted. You yeah. Know? But he made it and said it either. And, you know, I beat myself up a lot for not being or not being what I feel like is a good friend. A good friend, a good mom, you know, a good a good sister. Because I I always want to know, I, I don't want to sit and ask myself, what more could I have done? You know, that's why I'm always like checking on, you know, everybody trying to make sure. And I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So I always tell my friends, hey, listen, if you need me, call me. And that's so much easier to say. But I think you also, as a friend, have to be aware of your friend's behaviors and patterns. Because if you are not aware, you can miss something. And when I say miss it, I mean miss it. And it'd be like here today gone tomorrow and i don't want i don't want anyone to have any regrets because they say oh well i could have did this or i should have did something different because when you're put in that type of position that's gonna drive you crazy that type of guilt can almost kill you and i don't i don't i just think that we should just bring more awareness when it comes to um everybody's mental state and i and you know it's so much easier to say Oh yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. But how do you really show your people, you know, that you're here for them? I think you know. sometimes people don't give you that vibe that they would do that anyway. Like sometimes it's so shocking. You be like, damn, I didn't even think that you would. Yeah. you would do that. Yeah, so I you think you it's because think we're afraid that. to be vocal about it. Um, but we got these ideologies of who looks suicidal, who looks crazy. Exactly. And exactly. And it doesn't have a look. look. It doesn't yeah, have a look. It don't have a look. I feel like that is mental disorders are a disease. Mm -hmm. Like, and we have to stop. I think it's time out to stop saying like it doesn't manifest into anything physical. So it must not exist. And I think that's what a lot of um, our culture does. We don't show it on the outside. So it must not be going on on the inside. Um, I put up a post. I want to say earlier up in the week. And I just said, you know, it's, it's been a heavy week. I buried my aunt. Saturday, um, we had a big tragedy Sunday, and I admitted that every every single day since I've been out of the hospital, I will spontaneously cry mm. um, since I've been out. And because I put that post on Facebook, do you know three people that I never expected to reach out to me that day reached out to me and said, hey, I saw your post on Facebook. Are you okay? Yeah. And what can I do for you? Yeah. And that meant the world to me because they weren't my first responders. I... I I don't think I've shared on this show, but I've ha- I've been bi- I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I got diagnosed in two thousand what eighteen. Mm-hmm. I shared it with my best friends. Yeah, and that's it. Like y'all know, and I think y'all know I've been having like crazy up and down moves for yeah. a while. I I'll get very withdrawn, and then I'll be very hot. I'll be very cold and very hot. My first responders know, but I haven't displayed that to a lot of people that just see Ty Cobra and they're just like, I'm supposed to make them laugh. Or they, they feel like, oh, you have this great energy. I have this great energy. And oh my God, you're such a, you're such a personality. I like being that to people, but what I hide is that's what I lack. Mm-hmm. 
So my my um my my dad is like that the same way, mm-hmm. and like we don't really speak like that. We have no issues, but you know when you get older, you just start feeling a certain way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never felt that way. And I think I met somebody and they was talking talking. You know, if somebody asked you questions, you don't really peep that you have this issue with your pops. Right. I thought I did, but over the course of time, we only really speak. I went answer his calls, but as more and more, he have an accident like every year, like an accident, a car accident, or he'd be he'd be found somewhere. Really? Like ever since I was like thirteen, that's how Jesus. I that's how he moved down here. Really, that's wow. one of the main reasons mm-hmm. I moved down here. Um, he did something, and I think since he had bipolar, he didn't really get no jail time, but he was in jail for a good minute. Mm-hmm. But he got a lot of money because they shouldn't have did it. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, um, he's down here now. And I think me talking to somebody, like, I just had a change of heart, and I felt bad because every time I would hear about him, it was just bad. Yeah. But I also felt like people up there, that's his brother and sister, but mm-hmm. they felt like, you older, like, I don't feel like I'm tired of dealing with you. Right. And I just felt like it was responsibility. For a long time, I didn't feel that way. I feel like, damn, that's, he the dad. He should be taking responsibility. But right. if he's sick, mm-hmm. nothing he can do. Yeah. So in hindsight, like I said, I told him he come down. He lived down here now. Um, he gonna get. We supposed to move in together soon. Because mm-hmm. um, he can't do it by himself. He just can't do. It. He keep having accidents. I don't want him to pass pass away from right. driving. So like even something like that, like I just had a change of heart on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I mean, you never know like who going through that. I would never guess that when he was younger. Yeah. But in talking to him now and all the stuff he had been through and like all the stuff he probably did. Then I found out why he probably he got a lot of demons behind him, you know. Oh yeah. So I find it like being harder from like like I don't talk about it a lot because people don't understand. Yeah, I think I don't think people understand how many demons that or or demons that people struggle with. Oh yeah. Um, and it's it's far beyond financial or insecure any type of personal mm. insecurities. Like you never know. Like <clears throat> me and my friends always. Not jokingly, but we discuss how we have daddy issues. And you would never know, but that plagues me. That's I think me having daddy issues is the number one reason why my relationships fail. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just something. And then I also have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And my anxiety gets the best of me. My anxiety will keep me in the bed, keep me from doing something, and it will also keep me from going to places where there is large crowds. Now, I don't know if y'all remember when Kid Joe was on the show and I said, um, we were talking about some type of way we end up talking about 3DL. And I always be like, I be wanting to go. I don't. But After you told me about it and then I went. <laughs> that shit fucked my anxiety up. <laughs> See, and that's how I am. Like I, I told Kid Joe, I, I was like, I always want to go. But my anxiety keeps me home. And my anxiety keeps me home because when I'm there and I'm in the building, I'm on the wall in the furthest corner because I'm always trying to watch the room. Because in the back of my head, I keep saying, oh, somebody pop off. Oh, some, yeah, somebody yeah. pop off. Yeah. I stayed oh, so close to the exit until I left and went down to the studio <laughs> where I felt safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a small area, so I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, now just what like, we do, you know more. So, mm-hmm. you yeah, people, you just trying to enjoy yourself. People come at you by the podcast, like, not right now, bro. Like, yeah, I, I listen, somebody walked up to me that night and said, fuck it, Ty Cobra. I said, oh, bitch, I'm about to go. <laughs> like, like, I like it, but it's, it's an, I like the fact I put it in work and it happened, but it's, mm-hmm. it's really annoying. I don't like that. So, yeah. I don't know how to respond to that because you don't know people. And, you know, I always, in the back of my head, I always say, you never know people's intent. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've been approached. I got approached by a guy, um, Meet the Webs. 
Uh, they have a podcast. It's a guy and his and his wife. They're so sweet. Really? Oh my god! They do yoga for couples and all this stuff. They're really really sweet. They they live in Augusta, but he saw me at an event and he spoke and it kind of threw me off. But he was like, "Oh, they go moan from conversation with And I was like, you know, my anxiety was like, eh, eh, eh. "Stranger danger!" Like I felt like a kid, but then I also. Got pulled to the side in the mall, but the guy in the mall was real creepy. And the whole time, like, I was with my family, but they were, like, leaving me. And I'm looking at them like, if y'all don't bring y'all stupid ass Lord back over man. here, right? <laughs> I don't like, know him. So, I, I get it, but that's something that I struggle with. My anxiety well, I think is... you talk about it more now, like, on the show more than you maybe... I don't know you back then, but... I feel like you talk about it enough on the show. Anybody listen? I think they can tell. You talk about it a lot. Any chance you any chance you get, like when we have like serious conversation, yeah, you do bring it up. And even in joking, you kind of bring it up a little bit. So <laughs> listen, because I I don't I don't know how to respond to it. So I'm still pray. Y'all keep me lifted in prayer. <laughs> I'm still like well, that's dope. I, I think that's kind of why when people come on, why everybody how they, they kind of gang up on you. Yeah, I think it's uh it, it's it's seen like even if you don't say it directly yeah I think you can pick up on it yeah you know and I think uh I do feel like women with um daddy issues whether they talk about it or not are affected yeah and you can you can always not always but you can tell for the most part absolutely and I, I think I think the one thing is funny because when people meet me everybody knows my my stepdad um and. I don't refer to him. Hello. I don't refer to him as my stepdad. So, so when yeah, he, people, told, he told me you ain't invite me to Thanksgiving dinner. Too. <laughs> we actually had dinner. Um, nah, not what he told me, bro. <laughs> I know what he told me. He don't lie. Answering. Yeah, Tony, you know what I'm talking about. He's like, you coming through? I said, I guess not. You ain't invite me. No, but he was like, he was, he was like, um, Tony, for I wasn't even here Thanksgiving. He was like, oh, Christmas, one of them. Christmas, we had Christmas dinner here. Yeah, don't say nothing about it. I was like, it's all good, you know. He ain't gonna tell you don't say nothing. Funny though, I love it. But when people meet me, they be like. Oh, you don't have daddy issues. You, you know, I know your dad. I didn't know that wasn't your real dad. Yeah, like you don't, you don't come off. You don't say that often. You, ha- you have to say it when you're talking about having daddy issues. Because yeah, I have to make it known why. A certain way, if they say that, but absolutely, I absolutely. think the average person don't know that because they look at Tony or they see he got a dad, they think you got the same daddy. That's it. Yeah. So, and it's funny because he's been with me my whole life. Like him and my mom have been together since I was like three. They got married when I was seven, and so we we just we've been like together. That's your daddy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Does and not negate so the when fact when that did you, you know that wasn't issues. your daddy though? When you was three, you just remember from three? No, 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 no. I I know my dad. I knew my dad. Oh, see, that's so yeah. he you know he alive now or no? He passed away. Wait, I was cool um, back passed in away, Nah, we never had a relationship. So just a quick question: Like, I knew a girl that had a dad, right? Mm-hmm. And her mom met somebody when she was really young. Mm-hmm. So she always thought this was her dad. When she was like 18, they told her it wasn't. Mm. How do you feel about that? Because up until then, she didn't seem, well, she didn't, still didn't seem no way away, but it, you could tell it hurt her because she just, I don't know. That right? That's hurtful. I can see how she could be hurt by that because even though it may, it doesn't make you mad at the man who stepped in, right. but it, had, it makes you draw all of these questions to the one who stepped out. Okay. Like, okay. why? Like, was you know? Would you be upset with your mom? Like, do you think that's a protective sense or? As a mom now, I wouldn't be because I feel like I've protected my baby from some instances like that. Okay. You know, um, do I? You know, I see things a little different because I try to like. She doesn't have like the best relationship with her dad, 
And even though, like, I would like for her to, I don't push it. Because okay. I feel like he's an adult. I'm an adult. If he want to be a daddy, he got all the opportunities to. And I feel like <laughs> I used to, like, my one of my old mentors used to always say, everybody ain't got the mama gene. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way about dudes. Every dude don't have a daddy gene. They just don't have it. It ain't in you. So, like, to me, I, I just think it's, it's, it's weird. And I know your family can't make you do something, obviously. Yeah. But I remember something as small as this. Like, I never missed an appointment at, at all. Bro. We was together and all that stuff. Yeah. I was with Betty. We wasn't together. I think I missed one. And my sister sent me the longest text. <laughs> telling me, like, hey, this ain't what we doing. Hello. I, yeah, you, I don't look, you don't look at my brother missing. And I don't know because my mom was just emotional because we weren't together no more. It could have been added. It just won. But the fact that matters that I got people that's, that's, that care about me that much yeah. to say, you know, well, I don't care if you get mad at me after this, but I'm going to tell you about yourself anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are your accountability that's partners. That's the only motherfuckers I want in my life right now. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You know, it's funny that you, you said that because um, I was on the phone with my cousin the other day and we were, we were talking about uh, another family member. And they have a, they have a few kids, <laughs> and so we we'll just talk about some of the struggles that they're having as a parent. And I said to her, I said, you know what? God knew what He was doing when He didn't let my brother have no outside kid or have any kids right now, because <laughs> I I just I'm gonna be that I'm gonna be he's my baby brother, so I'm gonna be that auntie. I'm gonna be that auntie that be like, hey, did you did you call? Did you check? Do you know if he need anything? You know, and I know my mom is gonna be the same way because I feel like it's different for for men. They don't, even though they might be raising in two parent households, they don't just grow up knowing how to be nurturing fathers. Right. You know that I think women do because we're nurturers by nature, but. I, I said to my cousin, I said, I'm just so glad that my brother don't have no little kids out here in the world because I just feel like that would be a constant struggle to, you know, just keep him encouraged and, and teach him how to be a parent. You know, you can see it look easy, but it's not easy. I was going to say that because, like, when I post stuff, people hit me up a lot. You may send me, send me a paragraph or just say, you know, I look up to that. And they just see a finished product from a video or something like that, but they yeah. don't know. But man, I know you personally. You're a great dad. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, and I, I'm with them a lot. They, I just left them just now. I'm with them all the time, every single day. Yeah, I don't go days without seeing them. So, for, but just for me, I tell people it's, it's easy. It's, it's it's not as easy as it looks because I might work, you know, five in the morning to two. I might go see them for a little bit. You know, pick them up from school. I would see them for a little bit. I might record my own. I might produce yours or whatever. Yeah, I'm going back to pick them up. Um, or getting them baths and stuff, watching the movie, whatever movie night, whatever we're gonna do that night. Yeah, I have so much morning, fun together. And I take them to school. Yeah, and that's just that. I get off work at eleven. I pick them up. We play until two, one, whatever. It's up to them. Yeah. And then I'm gonna have to wake up six, six in the morning anyway. I'm gonna have to wake up early to get them ready. Just take them to school so that you know their mom can sleep in or whatever. But that's how I do. You know, you know the, that's how I met you. I saw your. Um, I saw a video posted when you when you snuck Brooke from Chick Fil A, yeah. and I was like, "Oh!" So he goes to Chick Fil A. He knows Brooke's not supposed to have outside food. You, they don't let you have outside food in school. Mm-hmm. So he goes, he get the nuggets, he sneak them in like his book bag. in his book bag, and he take them in. And it's just it's the cutest video. My daddy used to wrap hamburgers up in napkins for Burger King. <laughs> like, like, like you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Shout so out, LBC. You're so hungry. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Always, and they I'm eat off, so early. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I he's do. so early. But yeah, so I think and man, you're you are an immaculate father. Oh I my god, fucking love seeing those videos. Yeah, your kids. I love it, girl. I, I like the the youngest one, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey is because she's the unpredictable one. <laughs> like, you just really never know. Who. Like you know, man's her daddy. Well, no, not no. that. You just don't know what she's going to do. Like, I remember he had his nephew one time, and she was not with that shit. She oh, was yeah. just like, like, hit, like. She don't mind touching me. Yeah, it was like, oh. But then when it's him, and, when it's her and Maine, she's just like, in her own world, she's so excited. Hashtag girl dad. You are oh, girl dad. I love the, I love the hashtag girl dad. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, what's the girl's name who told the story? Did you see this? Did you see where that came from? Yeah, she was a reporter. I don't know her name, but she okay. was a reporter. Yeah, that she talked about she was pregnant when she met him. Girl, can we talk about black folks? Y'all make me motherfucking sick. Oh, here we go. Let's talk about hashtag girl dad. Okay. Oh, get mad at just because I deleted a guy. All girl. I'm just because a man does not have all girls does not make him less of a fucking girl dad. Yeah. My dad's a girl dad. He got hey, even girls. though he got a boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. It. I honestly thought it meant even though you had a boy, like if you're very invested in your girl's life, absolutely, then you're a girl dad. That's what I thought the hashtag meant. I Somebody mean, chose to educate me that it did not mean that, and you have to have all girls. Well, you never this, know what the hashtag means because you don't know who's gonna go viral. Exactly. Go viral. Right. So it's funny. I said, because... well, bitch, you should be a ghost dad, but we're not gonna talk. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh, Bill Cosby <laughs> face that. <laughs> Right. I'm just saying, don't do that. I've been enjoying all these little posts that I have been making. I have been enjoying all the posts. Let me tell you, a guy on my timeline was like, it's not girl dad, it's girl's dad. And I was like, did you watch the fucking interview that the reporter gave? That's not what the fuck she said. And he was like, 82 comments in, going Girl, going in here. with people. Girl, I blocked him and I deleted him. I do hate it here sometimes. But another thing I want to talk about, aside from that, um, repairing relationships before it's too late. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So. Um, I think in, with this heavy week that we've had, a lot of times we, like, I, I'm going to tell you why I want to talk about that. Shaq did something where he had an interview or they were doing something for Kobe and he was saying the last time he talked to Kobe was how long ago? Like long, long time ago. And I just felt like that was very sad because you're talking about two great players who had a great bond and great relationship at some point Mm -hmm. throughout their careers just kind of grow apart to a point where they're not talking or they're not speaking. But Kobe was like, and really had a really close relationship with Shaq's kids. Mm-hmm. So just, he said that was before they did a special that they ain't speaking in a long time, but they did hash it out before he, before he passed. Okay. They had a special just talking about, they were sitting on a court or something. They were sitting in a room. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. They had a background of the court. Okay. But they were sitting in a room and he actually told Kobe, he said, I realized I was an asshole when, we both won MVP, co-MVP. And, you know, normally they just send the trophy to the player's home. And Kobe mm-hmm. was like, hey, take it home with you and just give it to your son. Because, you know, I don't care for it. And, but that was Kobe's first all-star MVP. But he said he knew then that I had, I had messed up with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then I also feel like, too, people don't talk about it enough, but, I mean, Kobe was very young when that when that situation happened. Like, yeah. he didn't, people act like Kobe told, told that Shaq had, like, 
like like coke like bricks of cocaine in 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 in, in, in practice. <laughs> he did, all he said was, "I should have paid him off like Shaq do." I mean, he's scared. Like he's a, he was twenty one, like twenty two. Mm-hmm. Anybody? I mean, you that age, like you're not so, getting in trouble. Give me some backstory, man. Because you got caught the Colorado thing. And, and his um test, like you know, when they, when they oh. talked to you, it came out. He ended up talking to them, not not even knowing that that would come out. You know what I'm right. saying? And they was like, I should have just did like Shaq did, man. I should have just paid off. Because apparently, she was asking for money before she ended up saying that he raped her. And he just oh. he was like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. But he was like, he see now that I should have just did that because it was. It, it's so is that why they had this rift in their relationship? That I mean, to me, that, I think that's the main reason. Okay, you know, after that, Shaq, they had a divorce. Like it was it. It was it. <clears throat> Oh wow! But I feel like they had such a great relationship prior to that, and I well, think they, they did offers, it. So it's like yeah, it's kind of hard. It's hard though because you got two people in their prime, one yeah. the MVP every mm-hmm. time, one to score all the points. You got to make a choice at some point. Then Kobe just transcended. I thought they were hard made, to work together at first because they want to be number one. Yeah, they they both it's not wanted like to be LeBron one and one. D-Wade where mm-hmm. D-Wade was hurt, so he was like, "All right, LeBron, you can be number one because I'm mm-hmm. hurt." It's not like, but they KD don't even play Steph. the same position, though. It's kind of like Katie and Steph. They both in their prime, but they both want to be number one. So Katie left because he felt like, no matter what, I'm not gonna be number one in here. I can score yeah. points. Y'all still gonna love Curry more than me. Yep. So let me leave. Where, Where did he go there? now? New Jersey. He's hurt. So he's not playing this year. He's playing next year. Oh, okay. Mm. Even Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, LeBron. Why I he love left? Love Kyrie. You're not gonna. You, you play on the team with LeBron. You're not gonna be the first choice. It's politics yeah. involved in sports. But you want them. You want like the contract. Else. You want. You want them endorsements. If yep. you want a team with yeah. somebody that's. A higher grade than you, why would I give you the endorsement I can give it to LeBron? You know, it saying? must have been Fair fucking true. hard to be Kobe Bryant. Like that's what really like made me think about it. It must have been hard to be him. He he, he was on the bench. Mm-hmm. He came off the bench and made the All Star team. I didn't know he played for Charlotte. He didn't play for Charlotte. He got drafted by Charlotte and they traded him that same day. Ah, uh, okay. He didn't okay. want to play for Charlotte. He, okay, wanted, okay. he wanted to play for the Lakers. He made that very clear. Mm. And he he happened to get lucky it of them doing that. But I think so because you that young. He played on. I mean, I'm just. I just tell you, I played with like Eddie Jones. She, he was like a top shooting guard at the time. Mm-hmm. So he played with people that was technically speaking at that time better than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he still made the All Stars and he still got to play against Mike. He still got to show his talent. He ended up being who he was. Now yeah. I would never take the fact that he was an amazing player. He was Kobe Bryant. <laughs> he was. I don't. He'll never be Jordan to me. But he was really good for him. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like you can't. I feel like you shouldn't always compare people. You should just let them be in their own lane. Yeah. So. He will always just be Kobe Bryant, and it won't be a lot of Kobe Bryant's to follow him, you know. So I just feel like you should set, let them stay in their own lane. But I said all that to say, um, I'm gonna work on repairing some relationships that I have seemingly. Huh, Girl, which ones? I don't want to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I mean, and not that I feel like they're bad because. Um, the person I'm talking about, we've had a conversation that was really, really tough and it was really, really heavy, but I, I miss her a little bit because we had a bond and Lord forbid if anything were to happen to me or what happened to her, I don't, I feel like we would be fucked up Mm -hmm. about it. So I, that is going to be what I'm working on for the month of February. I encourage everybody because you like my, like, listen, I'm from the old church. You don't know the time nor the day, and that's and that's what my that's what my dad used to always tell us. So I feel like we are in the season of really working on and repairing relationships with people that we love mm-hmm. and that we had, you know, we had ties with. Now I ain't saying that you got to do it with everybody. 
Because there's some people Girl, that cross, no. cross some the motherfucking line. Mind. Oh, yeah. Some people cross my mind and say, should I reach out? And the spirit said no. <laughs> <laughs> okay? No. Absolutely not. And I mean, it's, and some relationships can't be repaired. But I feel like mm-hmm. for those that can be repaired or if you have history. Because a lot of times you have history and your history will trump them bullshit ass reasons why you ain't talking. Well, sometimes history makes the reason why you should not go back to a motherfucker ever again we were enslaved for a very long time as black people should we hug the next cracker we see i'm sorry (laughs) but the thoughts of ty cobra are not the thoughts of conversations with mo i'm just saying i'm just saying you shouldn't i i agree with you definitely to um repair some of those relationships that you've lost along the way that might have been for petty reasons yeah but they were real Real emotions in the midst of it. However, there's some people that are just toxic. It yep. doesn't matter, you know, that a tragedy happened. And sometimes I have I've ran back to toxic people. Um, just I because refuse. some type of tragedy happened or I felt some type of way, I was putting my feelings by something else, but that's not the way to go neither. Yeah, I refuse. Um, it's funny because <laughs> I um when I said something about repair relationships, um <laughs> I was just happy to be on the phone with a friend and they mentioned somebody and I was like, Oh no, fuck that relationship, that bitch be, dead. I got I got a I got a relationship to mention, but I already know. I'm about to say friend, good for you. <laughs> I feel like I know where you're going with that. But no, man, you got any relationships you're trying to repair? No, not really. I'm I'm cool with anybody for the moment. You are. I could I could never see you being upset with anybody. You ever fell out with anybody? Yeah, even when I do though, like they need me, I need something, I'm I'm gonna hold it down. You know what I'm saying? I'm never gonna me too. I'm never gonna let you <laughs> so, like, I'll be there. I ain't, I ain't gonna I don't gotta fuck with you. But yeah, I don't have to speak yeah, to you, I don't but have you to need something you. and I got it. Listen under one condition. Mm-hmm. If it got something to do with these kids. I got you. If you got kids and you need me for them kids, I'm there. But for you, and we done already severed them ties. No, I'm straight. Yeah, it depends what it is because like, I'm not gonna ask you what it's for or what mm-hmm. you need or you know none of that. But uh, it depends on what you you know. You ask me for like four hundred dollars, I might want to know why. But yeah, other than that, you got four hundred. I need four. No, what you need it for? Uh, I, I tell you out there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm morphing as I grow. Um, I'm seeing the value of being able to look at a person and or and or a situation and look at it for understanding purposes, but not for the understanding to benefit myself. Mm-hmm. If that makes a difference, I don't have to understand you just for the sole purpose of seeing if I need to agree. Yeah. Um, you can understand a person or their situation from the perspective of I need to understand to see how to better handle you. Not for the purpose of what you can do for me. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, in doing that, I'm learning a lot about people. And I'm learning how I could coexist more with people that share different ideals and values than me. And still gain something out of the process. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say is um, sometimes, and it doesn't happen often, but sometimes you have to tell people your care instructions. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is not going to know how to care for you in a way that you not desire to be cared for, but your mental health says, hey, this is how I need to be cared for. So sometimes you have to give people your care instructions because they may handle situations differently from you. And listen, 
small thing triggers. I have small triggers. It, it's, it's not really big things. Like, like me and my brother both, we, are, we don't like large crowds, which is weird because I did pay to go see Beyonce, and I had a great time. But at some points throughout the show, I was having, like, these little anxiety spurts. So I was like, it is a lot of people. Because in my head, I'd be sitting there like, it's a lot of people in here. Mm. And then I'd be like, where are the exits at? Like, I just be like looking around. So it's we it's like touch and go with me. Like mm-hmm. I had a good time at one music fest when we went last year, but it was it was a lot of people there. It's a lot of people. And remember, now this is a little off base, off subject. You remember they start fighting? Girl. Girl, my anxiety went through the roof. <laughs> they fight right beside us. Girl, right beside us, girl. I was trying to hurry up and get a goddamn Uber and get the hell out. My ass was laid out on the ground like, what's going girl, on? I was buying beer. I wasn't. And I was like, fuck this. I was looking project, like, damn, girl. you got hit. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible fight. But anyway, so um, to wrap it all up, I definitely want to say rest in peace to everyone that was involved in that tragedy my prayers and thoughts go out to all those families um i don't want to say especially vanessa bryant but you know i do want you know send some prayers and some good vibes her way taco bro it is black history month it is february 2nd aren't you excited well 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 (laughs) welcome to (laughs) niggadom i'm black every month but this month i'm black and black 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 i'm 365 black for the next 28 28 i don't want to be another damn color unless they make something darker (laughs) (laughs) well so for the month of february um we are going to do black history moments um where we're highlighting um women of color who have made an impact um just not even it could be the smallest impact because we're gonna do some local people too but Tycobra is gonna give us our black history moments i know you got something good i just feel it i feel the good vibes so come on talk about today chad i don't know you tell me Honey, Rihanna, I was about to choose you, but bitch, you ain't put out no album, and I'm tired. I'm really <laughs> missing. It's funny because I w- I was in my office the other day, and I was listening. Shout out to you, though. I was listening to Anti, uh-huh. and was it Anti? Was that the last album? I, girl, I don't know. Nobody knows. I now. think it was the last huh? album. Was it? It's been so long. It's know. been so damn long. <laughs> that bitch don't make nine better music wait, no wait, more. Wait, Just wait, take wait. your pick. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got to get this right. So I was listening Fenty. to. <laughs> Yeah, anti. It was so I was listening to anti, and one of the teachers walked in my office, and so girl, I'm just singing because I miss Rihanna so bad. And she was like, oh, "Who is that you listening to?" I said, like, "Oh, that's Rihanna." And she was like, "She got a new album, girl." She was so excited. I was like, "Nah, boo boo, this is the one from 2016." Girl. Here we are, four years later, no album. Girl, help us, please. Send us a good one, be white. Who we you like your thongs, we like your makeup, bitch, but we know you for your music. Put some out. Yeah, she got 2020. We need you. She got some real, it's gonna be real a long good makeup. Year. <laughs> it is going to be a long year. Come on. All right. So, who was we talking about today? I don't know. Do you know of a city councilwoman named Andrea Jenkins? Mm-mm, no. Let me Google her. All right. Well, Andrea Jenkins in 2010 and 2017 became elected to the Minneapolis City Council. Okay. And that made her the first trans politician ever elected in the history of America. She just so happens to be a black now woman. (laughs) 
That's wild. You wild for that. <laughs> what? Why are y'all laughing at me? So, this is, is an accomplishment. But, it so, is. So can you tell me some of the accomplishments then? Okay, so before she even, before voters even chose to elect her to um the city council, she had more than twenty five years of public service invested. Like she invested in um she's an activist. Policy. Yeah, she's an activist. She mm-hmm. invested in like public policy. Not she was a non profit uh, non profit <laughs> non profit director. I'm sorry, I've been drinking a little bit, y'all. <laughs> But, um, What's in your cup? <laughs> girl, tequila, because I needed it for this good, heavy conversation. Okay. But she was um, a nonprofit director, and she was an employment specialist, so she was very invested on helping on helping black people find jobs and employment. Um, she is an activist currently um, in police violence. That's something that we all need today okay. as black folks. Um, she voices her concerns on climate change, ending voter suppression, and um, she's making waves in affordable housing. She's a writer. Um, she's a performance artist. And she's definitely a transgender activist. And she's an author. People. Oh, yeah. She's an author as well. Mm, yeah. Girl, look at you. Come on, go, go. <laughs> well, you know. Jujulet. <laughs> Just jujulet. Shout out to Andrea Jenkins. Shout out to Andrea. For our little black history moment. So... To wrap things up, I'm going to give y'all a Bay Chronicle. So I know we always talk about Bay Chronicles. And I said I was going to be more consistent with Bay Chronicles because I've been on a few dates. I've been on a few dates. Um, you know, and... Girl, we need to hear about Bay Chronicles because you started us all off in a good year talking about you worried about your, um, you're going to invest in your love life and shit. Well, so, love life seemingly is going... Oh, is it? Do tell. It ain't much to tell. It's just going. Oh, well, it's, fuck you. It's... It's not, it got a nice little steam to it. It's cool. But no, no, no. I'm I am um in a good space. Are you good? I'm in a good space. Um I'm not like focused on one person. Um I'm not really focused on anybody. I'm really focused on me. Um That's what I'm focused on. Yeah, I'm focused on me. So but I have been on a few dates. Um so my back chronicle for today is going to be how do you cut that nigga off? How do you cut him off? And so let me give y'all some backstory. I am. Uh, I was dating this guy. Oh, so uninvited, bae. Go ahead. Yeah. Uninvited, <laughs> hmm. bae. Uninvited, bae. I like that. Um. So we we were talking for maybe about three or four months. Um. And then I noticed it was a switch up. And guys, y'all are really good for this. Y'all will switch up and won't tell a bitch nothing. So throughout the you know course of our dating, there was a switch up. So, I noticed that he switched up, but I wasn't forewarned about the switch up. I, I was I was just left to figure the shit out. <laughs> so, when I figured it out, I said, oh, this nigga done switched up on me. Well, let me fall back, because my fall back game is stupid. So, I fell back. Um, then, we had a heavy conversation about... Some stuff he was going on, going hey, he had going on personally, and it just kind of sparked. I was like, you know, maybe I should bring this up. So I did. I said, hey, you know, I noticed that you have kind of switched up on me a little bit. Blah 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 blah. Whoop de whoop. So he was, he admitted it. He was like, yeah, I switched up. Um, he gave me some little reasons, and I called bullshit on all of them. And so I said, well, you know what? You switching up has pushed me in a space where I am very comfortable in right now and i like it here i like it here so that means we ain't gotta keep going out 
We ain't got to keep going out. We don't have to see each other. We don't have to. I really want to say, you ain't really got to call me no more. I'm straight. But, like, we're cool. You know, he has a daughter that's around my daughter's age. So, you know, we're friends. However, I did blatantly say, we don't have to talk every day. So I felt like I felt like I told you where I am. And I'm, I'm cool with talking to me once or twice a week. But you don't have to do the things we were doing before. You ain't got to keep FaceTiming me. You ain't got to do the good mornings. Ooh, uninvited, babe. Let me just be the first to tell you, you done fucked up. Mm. This bitch mm. got to talk to me every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't hear her up by 11 o'clock, motherfucker. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. But you know what? I get good morning texts now, and they are <laughs> From invited bay. Very invited. Very invited bay. Very invited. No no comments. So she got an invited bag. (laughs) Maine is under weather. He probably don't know what to say right now. But um Maine got coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Talk how we're gonna kill (laughs) Maine. Maine be eating bats. (laughs) He done got the little coronavirus. With the tie-dyed people. (laughs) <laughs> you, I love when you are under the influence. <laughs> you are so extra goofy. So, but anyway, so I kind of have said it. Like, you know, we don't have to talk every day. Da, 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 whoop, da, whoop. So today, well, the last two days, he has been like hitting me up Girl. on some what you doing? Like, what you doing today? And uh, it, you done lost that old RSVP. <laughs> That's why. Oh, girl, that RSVP been. The RSVP been revoked, bitch. Listen. Woo! Let me get that back. So he hit me up yesterday with all these questions about what I'm doing and all this and who I'm with. And I was just like, so I left him on red. Mm. I I answered a few questions Mm -mm. and then I left him on red because I was annoyed. So today he hit me up with the same thing and was like, hey, do you have Super Bowl plans? Da, Da 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 da. And I said, no, I don't. I said, I'm not even concerned about the Super Bowl. My team ain't in it. I got some stuff I need to do. So, you know, that's not even my concern. But a little backstory: He was at my house late one night and his phone rung and it was like two bitches, like just texting him, just texting him away. Mm-hmm. So his he was asleep. Like bling, bling. Yeah, like bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah, bloop. So I, the phone was on, um, on the table. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I look, cause you know, I'm a look. Mm-hmm. I ain't touch it, but I look, and it said Simone and April. Oh, bitch, Simone's our hoe. <laughs> so my sister-in-law's name is <laughs> <laughs> and I named my little daughter after. You know what? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so today, when he was like asking me all these questions about Super Bowl, I said, Hey, why don't you ask Simone or April if they got some Ooh, Super Bowl plans? You took it down. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. But then I, I would say, I was told, well, why don't you just tell him to leave you alone? Well, because I don't want you to feel like you can't talk to me about like friendship stuff mm-hmm. or like when you're having problems or issues with your daughter. Like I'm cool with that. But we, I don't want to hang out. I don't want to hang out no more. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to go out. I don't want to kick, kick it with your skate, with your nothing. Let me snatch my chain from back around your neck. I'm straight. I'm T.I. <laughs> straight. Like, I'm good. So why why do you feel the need to keep reaching out? Because it was a clout connection. Mm. Clout closed. 
connection, which means oh, you said clout or cloak? It was, it was a clout connection. Oh, mm. so maybe he really enjoyed being around you as well as all the benefits of being around all of your people because I believe I know who this is, who you're speaking about. <laughs> <laughs> And the very first thing, because I had never been in his presence besides previously, Mm -hmm. the very first thing you told me was, oh, my God, he connects so well with my people. People. Yeah. What if he ain't got no people besides your people, friend? Well, he need to call them niggas because I'm straight. Call them niggas uninvited, babe, because you ain't invited. I mean, and I'm I'm straight on the wanting to hang out thing. You know what I'm saying? We can talk, you know, but I don't be wanting to talk to us. And see, so, for instance, like the other day, he wanted to talk about his daughter. We did. Soon as the conversation started to shift, I said, all right, now I'm about to get ready for bed. I will talk to you later. Because I don't have nothing else to talk about. We not. I just feel like when the vibe is off and you're no longer in that space, then you should just really take it for face value. Okay. Now, how much percentage of this is petty? None. Do you think none of it? So you're not doing none of this for any type of pettiness? Like, this is not getting back for him for being, like, distant first? No, my my mind is somewhere else. This ain't got nothing to do with being petty. Ah, your mind's someplace else. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mind, right. my mind is somewhere else, so I don't, yeah, I can't. Move on up to the east side, then. <laughs> y'all, did, y'all don't understand how much of a struggle it is trying to be serious with Taco for some time. But no, my mind is just somewhere else, and I'm, I'm no longer, I'm not, I'm no longer allowing you to tap into my energy, mm. and I have to protect my energy at all costs. Mm-hmm. And you can't, uh, uh-uh, uh, this, this well not free. You ain't putting nothing on this. Uh huh. It's a tap on the outside. <laughs> you, this not free. Ain't about to smoke this place. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't had five on it. <laughs> so no, you can't tap into my energy and my. And I think a lot of times it be your energy mm-hmm. that keep people wanting to stay connected to you. They want to oh, tap yeah. into that. Well, and I and I feel like, you know, I'm in a I'm in a different season where my energy is really contagious. So, I I, I feel where he coming from, but now player, you fucked up. Mm. So, I'm straight. All right, you last season uninvited back. <laughs> we in this season now. Right. I'm in a new I'm in a new season. She's in a new season. I'm in a new season. I, I feel like I'm really aligning with my energy and my peace. And I'm proud of myself for that. So I have to hold myself accountable. When people don't fuck with you, don't don't get them the access that they once had when they really don't fuck with you. When he had this unlimited access to me, it was cool. I thought he fucked with me. But then I found out he didn't fuck with me and he confirmed that he switched up. Oh, okay. Well let me let me cut let me cut ties right there. Cause I can still be your friend but not allow you in my peace. Uh, allow you to disrupt my energy or, you know, take my peace. So I'm straight. So Uninvited Bay, swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have to say about that. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. All right, so yeah, that's it. That's my Bay Chronicle for the week. Um, I feel better. Why? I feel good after this conversation. Yeah, this was good. Thank you, Maine. You're welcome. Thank you, Taco. Um, All right, Maine got to finish fighting the coronavirus. Taco <sighs> is going to continue to be Taco. Off social media, I will return in the springtime. 
thank you for keeping us posted. Yes. I got to keep y'all posted. Uh, I do want to let everyone know that we are not doing our event for th- Valentine's Day, unfortunately. Oh no, um, I don't think that's Can we what... we drink some shenanigans? Yeah, so catch me at Augusta Prom. I will be hosting the red carpet. I'm so thrilled. Thanks. Thank Shout out to Dorian you. and Kid Joe for even thinking enough of me. Um... I will be hosting the red carpet. I can't wait to see everybody in their, um, what's the theme? The Wakanda. theme is, yeah, Wakanda forever. Forever. Yeah. So, no, coming to America. Coming to America. Wakanda, coming to America. It's like the same thing. I, I just want to see you in your black of the black, blackest. Girl, I ain't coming because I invited like a <clears throat> good Nigerian date and he's not coming, so I'm not coming. Oh, you was really going to come to America. Okay. Wakanda forever. But anyway. <laughs> We're going to head on out, but thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you guys share the podcast this week. I want everyone to share the podcast with someone who they want to reconnect with. Life is short. Um, and or we... share it with somebody you want to disconnect with and tell them I said it's all right. All right, bye. Hey, can you turn her mic off? Who <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mo. We, I want you to share the podcast with somebody that yes, you want that you to, to that you want to reconnect with. Somebody that you may have not been speaking to or whatever. Life is short. Um, make sure you hug your people. Tell your people you love them. Getting going and getting now. Going, going, coming and going is like heavy now. I, I'm always checking how you made it home because it's just you never know. So, um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Kobe and Gianna Bryant, and all those others in that tragic helicopter accident. Thank you, Ty Cobra. Thank you, Maine. Uh, once again, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and like, Instagram. And subscribe. Absolutely. Good night, guys. I'm about to kiss your host in the mouth. Uh, you know what? Conversations with Mo is available on Apple Podcasts. Google Music Play and SoundCloud. Please make sure to like, rate, and subscribe.